Good evening, I'm Angela Cocott, sitting in for Ben O'Hara Byrne. Thanks for sharing some of your night with me. For the last number of months, we know all too well that the Bank of Canada has been hiking its trend-setting lending rate in an effort to cool inflation. That rate currently sits at 3.25%. Each increase sees a corresponding jump in mortgage rates, consumer loans, making it more and more expensive for Canadians to pay their bills. The story is even more dire for Canadians with poor credit scores. In many cases, their only choice is to turn to high interest lenders. The federal government is now looking at those rates. It's launched a consultation on what it calls fighting predatory lending. Jason Poitier is with the Canadian Lenders Association. He joins us this evening. Jism, thanks so much for your time tonight. Oh, really glad to be here. It's an important topic. Uh, very happy uh, to be participating. All right. The Canadian Lenders Association, who do you represent? Well, um, I'll just describe the, the, the lending landscape in Canada. Um, you have uh, what we would call traditional financial institutions, such as banks, that would be considered the prime lending space. And then you, you would have in the, in, next to that, above that, in the middle, um, uh, millions of Canadians that wouldn't qualify for prime loans. So they would turn to alternative lenders and alternative lenders loan at uh, an effective rate of 60% uh, annually. And then on top of that, you would have payday loan lenders that loan at an effective annual rate of 600%. So a very dramatic difference. I, the Canadian Lenders Association represents uh, institutions in the prime space, but I'm here to talk. Uh, we also represent uh, in the non-prime or subprime space, and that's who I'm uh, speaking on behalf of this evening. And would that be then the alternative lenders, Chisholm, that you're talking yes, about? Yes, yeah. Alternative lenders is another term for it, yes. Well, I'm sure uh, some jaws dropped in my audience when you said that they can lend up to a, a 60% effective annual rate. Give me an idea what that actually looks like when someone comes to one of the alternative lenders to actually secure a loan. Well, um, so everybody needs access to credit, right? Like life happens, you know, you lose a job, your car breaks down and you need the car to get to work. You go through a divorce, uh, your house needs uh, emergency repairs. For whatever reasons, people need access to credit. If you are in the prime sector, you go to a bank and you get a loan at presumably 7 or 8% or you put it on your credit card at 19 and 20%. But for the millions of Canadians that don't qualify, that can't get loans from the traditional uh, financial institutions, there is this middle section called alternative uh, lending or subprime. Um, those people still need credit. Uh, so they would come to one of our lenders. The problem is, if that wasn't there, then they would be turning to payday lenders at up to 600%, which is where you get into these vicious, vicious cycles of, uh, of debt that you just can't get out of. Aside from the difference in those interest rates, you said alternative lenders, 60%, payday, 600%. What is What are the other differences? Is it the, the terms of loans? Is it the fact payday yeah, loans have to yeah. be paid back quicker? Yeah, um, yes, uh, that's 
Right. Um, we we would offer installment loans of whatever amount. Payday loans would offer um, loans of fifteen hundred dollars maximum that have to be paid off in sixty two days, I believe. Uh, the problem with that is if you need more than $1,500, you could stack the loans and go to three payday lenders and get $4,500 and have to pay that off in 62 days, which is where you start to really uh, get into uh, the problems. Um, you know, the, the consultation that the federal government has proposed, well, another important thing to point out is that alternative lending, uh, the, the, the non-prime sector up to 60%, is regulated by the federal government. So that's why we're talking about this 60% maximum rate. The payday loans at 600% are not regulated by the federal government. They're regulated by provinces and territories. So when the federal government says it wants to have a look at the maximum interest rate and a consultation on that, they can only do it in the alternative lending space. Whereas a lot of people would argue that the real space you need to address is the payday loans at 600%, but that's not where the federal government has legislative authority. And like the goal is worthy here. Nobody is going to uh, disagree with the goal of making life more affordable for Canadians. The problem is the unintended consequence of when you start restricting the interest rate that can be loaned in the alternative space Fewer people are going to qualify for those loans to the tune of millions of Canadians. We estimate if you lower the rate to 30%, which is what, what many of the proposals call for, 6.7 million Canadians that currently would qualify in the alternative space wouldn't anymore, and they would get pushed to payday loans. The, the exponentially higher interest rates of payday loans that the federal government cannot look at under their consultation. So the unintended consequence of the worthy goal of trying to make Canadians' lives more affordable is you would make it less affordable by pushing many of them off into these much higher interest rate loans. Is it simply because of the complicated formula when it comes to any lender determining who they will lend their money to? Because I think the average person would say, well, 30% is still high. Uh, those mm -hmm. people who yeah. are in that in those investment groups would still be making money. So I'm I'm just not quite sure how yeah. you see so, so many people not making it. I mean, now you're getting yes. For I, I accept the premise that many people would, would would say that. So you're getting into the complicated actuarial sort of realm of how you make calculations on that. If you're loaning in that space where people's credit is such that they can't qualify for the prime sector. If you So if you're moving into the non-prime sector uh, of the alternative lending space, the risk gets higher. So that gets calculated in the interest rate. Um, and not everybody who goes to an alternative lender is, is paying 60%. There's different levels. I mean, where you qualify based on your credit rate determines the rate of interest you're going to be paying. But at the high end, say you know if you're interested if your credit score is 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 damaged to the point where you would be at the max you'd be paying the 60 percent because they are higher risk loans there's a much greater uh chance of default there will be a much greater incidence of default and that risk has to be um accounted for and to get uh the current subprime sector of 
um, about 8 million Canadians, that is set at 60%. If you lowered it to 30%, you'd be whacking off the, the total number of people that would qualify down to like 2 million when you do your actuarial risk calculations. Uh, so you'd only be able to loan to like 2 million people in that space instead of the 8 or 9 million that you would be currently. So that's how that gets, it, 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 it seems like, you know, it makes sense to say that, well, can't you still make money at 30% instead of 60%? And the answer is, yes, you could by loaning to a lot fewer people and pushing uh, way more people into much, much higher exorbitant interest rates. Are those people who are turning to alternative lenders improving their credit score? Is this a way for them to turn things around when it comes to this vicious cycle of debt? It, 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 it really is. And I'm glad you asked that. One thing that alternative lenders do that payday loans don't do is they report um, a customer's payment every month to the credit bureau. So each month that you're paying off an alternative loan, you are improving your credit score because the way a credit score would be calculated is how effectively you can pay back your debt. Um, and so each month, you know, all of our members report to the credit bureau that so-and-so paid you know, made their payment this month, made their payment. And gradually that credit score of that individual customer who clearly has found themselves in a not uh, optimal state if they came for a loan um, uh, improves. Uh, and the other thing that uh, many alternative lenders do is is they, they work with the customer. They offer them financial literacy. They offer them education on how to avoid uh, making some of the decisions that may have gotten them into trouble in the first place. So gradually, and we do have many success stories, um, gradually people will graduate back to the prime space, which is the ultimate goal. If you come to an alternative lender and you have to take out a loan at, you know, let's just say 60%, you know, eventually you will pay off that loan. If you're making your monthly payments, your credit score will have improved. You will have gotten uh, some tips on, on perhaps how to structure your finances better. And you'll hit a point where, oh, now you're back to where you can get a credit card. Now you're back to where you can get a bank loan and you're gone. Like what I like to say is that the underlying philosophy of alternative lender is if you come to us for us, uh, if you come to us for a loan once, we hope you don't come a second time. We hope the next time you go for a loan would be to the prime sector, to the traditional financial institution. Chisholm, I appreciate your perspective on this, and we will be following this consultation by the federal government closely. Thank you again. Oh, it was a pleasure, Angela. I'm really glad you had me. Appreciate it.